0: Praise the Lord. It's a wonderful day to be in his house, and a very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. It's been stated, he cannot have God for his father, who will not have the church for his mother. He can no longer have God for his father, who has not the church or his mother. By the word of God, we are taught the great importance of a mother, the role of motherhood, the function of motherhood, the purpose of motherhood, and the power of motherhood. We read of examples of God calling, refining, beautifying, and commissioning mothers, and how he delivered promises to them, how he declared blessing over them, how he made them fruitful that they bring forth life, life that would build the kingdom of God in the earth. Sarah a mother who learned that the Lord's promise is sure. Hagar, a mother who endured. Rebecca, a mother who believed. Rachel, a mother whom the Lord remembered. Jochebed, a mother with a plan from God. Or how about Samson's mother, a mother who followed the directions the rules of the Lord. Hannah, a mother who kept her vow. Elizabeth, a mother who believed in miracles. Mary, a mother completely surrendered to the word of the Lord. What does this have to do with the church? And surely, this speaks to the role of the natural mother. We understand the role of motherhood. A mother lives to nurture, to nourish, to wash and to clothe, to raise up, to encourage, to chasten, to feel great desire for the prospering of her children. A mother lives to love. We take in the word of the Lord today, Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 1, verses 8 and 9, my son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. For they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. We read scriptures like Ezekiel 19, verse 2. What is your mother? A lioness. She lay down among the lions. Among the young lions, she nourished her cubs. Ezekiel 19, verses 10 and 11. Your mother was like a vine in your bloodline, planted by the waters Fruitful and full of branches because of many waters. She had strong branches for scepters of rulers. She towered in stature above the thick branches and was seen in her height amid the dense foliage. Song of Solomon chapter 8 verse 2. I would lead you and bring you into the house of my mother, she who used to instruct me. 2 Timothy 1 verse 5, I call to remembrance the genuine, that is the unhypocritical faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Luke 1 verses 46 to 48, and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord declares the greatness of, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Motherhood is the design of the Lord, and it is indeed a calling Perhaps you haven't viewed it as such. It's a calling, great weight, a responsibility, an honor. Oh, to be used of God. And though the Lord is our Father, he gives us a scripture such as this, Isaiah 66, verse 13, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And what of his ministers? Those that oversee the function of the church, this mother type. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 7, But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Proverbs. Chapter 31, what we are about to read is the Lord's design, the Lord's call concerning each mother, and this too, the call for the function of His church. Proverbs 31, beginning at verse 10, who can find a virtuous wife, for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. A mother, a wife, one who is virtuous, one who is good and righteous and honorable and moral and upright and honest, The heart of her husband safely trusts her. My how this is true in the home. And this is true also concerning the church of God. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. This is the Lord's way for every woman, every mother, and this is the Lord's way for His church, that His church act and function as the bride it is called to be, His heart safely trusting in her, that He lack no gain, that she does Him good and not evil all the days of her life. Receive the word of the Lord today. Verses 13 to 15. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. This is a design of God. A mother willingly works for the benefit of her household. She is diligent. She is concerned with the nourishment of her home. She has a heart to provide. This is the standard of the Lord. This is the calling that it be fulfilled. Verses 16 to 18, she considers a field and buys it. From her profits, literally the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by a night. A godly mother is industrious. She is a means of strength. She is perceptive, correctly judging the merchandise, the profit and gain, and her lamp is always lit a beacon in the night. Praise the Lord. Billy Graham said, The influence of a mother upon the lives of her children cannot be measured. They know and absorb her example and attitudes when it comes to questions of honesty, temperance, kindness, and industry. This is a serious call, a calling not to be taken lightly. Verse 19, she stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. The NLT reads, her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. You know a mother is a weaver that weaves things useful for her household. So much truth in the text. Verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. The Amplified Bible, she opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her filled hands to the needy, whether in body, mind, or spirit. You see, it's in the very nature of a mother to open her hand to provide, to reach out. A mother longs to fulfill needs. Lord, let it be. Verse 21, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. A godly mother is prepared. And she has prepared those in her care. The New Living Translation, she has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. Thank the Lord for godly mothers. Verses 22 to 25, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. A godly mother takes care of herself. She takes pride in her attire. She stands dignified, clothed, as the Lord would have her. Her very garments, strength, and honor. And I wonder, what utterance is befitting of a godly mother? Be it a mother in the natural or be it the church, the bride of the Lord Jesus. May the Lord exhort the two today. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She's careful with her words. She knows the power of speech. Her mouth is surrendered to God. I wonder how this mother type, typified in Scripture, operates in the home. Verse 27, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. So much said in this one verse. For what does the consuming of the bread of idleness produce? And what becomes of those that partake of it? What we've read the Bible way, the Lord would have every mother live like this and move like this and act like this. The Lord would have his church, his bride, live like this, move like this, be like this. You see, these verses are a calling, a commissioning, an instructing that results in verse 28. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Well, we close off the chapter, verses 29 to 31. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The Bible says, give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works Praise her in the gates. Listen, the most important thing, the thing which causes all else to fall in line and to fall in place, the fear of the Lord. What is charm and beauty without it? The Bible says, passing. The fear of the Lord, this is the praise of every godly mother. And we know a mother such as this is wise with the wisdom of the Lord. One stated, what is a godly mother? A godly mother is one who loves the Lord her God with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then passionately, consistently, and unrelentingly teaches her child to do the same. That's the standard. Verse 30, reading from the Amplified Bible, charm and grace are deceptive, and beauty is vain because it is not lasting. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, we must recognize that fear of the Lord is according to the standard of the Word of God, not our own definition and fabrication of outworking. The message charm can mislead, and beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Adorn her life with praises. The NLV, pleasing ways lie, and beauty comes to nothing, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. The words of Elizabeth Elliot, a mother is a chalice, a vessel without which no human being has ever been born. She is created to be a life bearer cooperating with her husband and with God in the making of a child. Mothers, choose the fear of the Lord. This is your praise. Choose the fear of the Lord, for by it your hands will bear fruit and your works will adorn your life with praises. Keep the faith. Hold the line. Recognize the influence Be of good example. 2 Timothy 1, verses 3 to 5. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. You know, obviously, Timothy's mother and grandmother feared the Lord and held the line in their generations, and now a son with the same spirit in him. Fear the Lord. Love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Passionately, consistently, unrelentingly. Teach your children to do the same. The Lord will give you everything you deserve. You will know the blessing of the Lord, and by the grace of God, you will see a generation rise of genuine faith. You know, a godly mother knows what's really going on. And the critical and vital importance of her role. J.C. Ryle said these words, beware of letting small faults pass unnoticed under the idea it is a little one. There are no little things in training children. All are important. Little weeds need plucking up as much as any. Leave them alone, and they will soon be great. He went on and said, Oh, dear children, if you love your children, Oh, dear friend, if you love your children, I charge you do not let the earthly impression of a habit of prayer slip by. If you train your children to do anything, train them at least to have a habit of prayer. That's good. That's good counsel. I share this article. Jim Sembala wrote this. It's called Check the Vital Signs. Prayer is the source of the Christian life, the Christian lifeline. Otherwise, it is like having a baby in your arms and dressing her up so cute but she's not breathing, never mind the frilly clothes. Stabilize the child's vital signs. It does no good to talk to someone in a comatose state. That is why the great emphasis on teaching in today's churches is producing such limited results. Teaching is only good where there's life to be channeled. If the listeners are in a spiritual coma, what we are telling them may be fine and orthodox, but spiritual life cannot be taught. Pastors and churches must get uncomfortable enough to say we are not New Testament Christians if we don't have a prayer life, fathers and mothers. This conviction makes us squirm a little, but how else will there be a breakthrough with God? If we truly think about what Acts 2.42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and prayer. We can see that prayer is almost a proof of a church's normalcy. Calling on the name of the Lord is the fourth great hallmark in the list. If my church or your church is not praying, we should not be boasting in our orthodoxy or our Sunday morning attendance figures. My wife Carol and I have told each other more than once that if the spirit of brokenness and calling on God ever slacks off in the Brooklyn Tabernacle, we will know we are in trouble, even if we have 10,000 in attendance. During countless Tuesday night prayer meetings, just saying Christ City has one too. During countless Tuesday night prayer meetings, I find myself encircled by the sacred sounds of prayer and intercession filling the church and overflowing from every heart present. As the meeting edges to a close, I overhear mothers petitioning for wayward children, men asking God to please help them find employment, and others giving thanks for recent answers to prayer. I can't help but think this is as close to heaven as I will ever get in this life. He says, I don't want to leave here. If I were invited to the White House to meet some dignitary, it would never bring the kind of peace and deep joy I sense here in the presence of people calling on the Lord. The influence, the example. Let's awaken today. Charles Spurgeon, pray for your children. Wrestle with God for them night and day. Labor to teach your children to always have an eye to God. Dale Moody, the impression that a praying mother leaves upon her children is lifelong. Perhaps when you are dead and gone, your prayers will be answered. Charles Spurgeon, you are as much serving God and training your own children as you would be if you led an army to battle for the Lord. I mean, that's what's really going on. You say, oh, it's no big deal. Got a couple kids. Fresh perspective. The Lord's design. You're raising up an army. And so, keep the fire of your testimony of the restored gospel. And your witness of our Redeemer burning so brightly that our children can warm their hands by the fire of your faith. Hey, fathers, this is all right for us as well. It's an hour to man up for the Lord. Don't let a day go by. Don't let another week go by or a month go by or a year go by. Playing around. You can hear the Spirit. He cannot have God for his father who will not have the church for his mother. He can no longer have God for his father who has not the church for his mother. You know, the church is ordained of God. This godly mother type, should it flow in accordance with the standard of the Word of God? I ask, if I don't act as a son concerning the church as a mother the very bride of Christ and refuse to come in line and receive instruction and so on, can it be true that God is my Father? The church is ordained of God, the virtuous bride of the Lord. A mother who learns and knows that the Lord's promise is sure. The church, a mother who endures, who believes, whom the Lord remembers. A mother with a plan from God. A mother who follows the directions and the rules of the Lord. A mother who keeps her vow, who believes in miracles. A mother completely surrendered to the word of the Lord. The church of God, a mother who lives to nurture and nourish, to wash and clothe, to raise up, to encourage, to chasten, to feel great desire for the prospering of her children. A mother who lives to love. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, and for the edifying that is the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up In all things, into Him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You know, the church is made up of people. And so, we see the Lord's heart concerning the manner and function of us as a collective body. We are called to be as the Lord would have his virtuous bride be. We can have the worship team return today. Are there any sons or daughters in the house? Not heeding the training. Not hearing the instruction. Any forsaking the law of your mother. It's a day for change. That the graceful ornament be on your head and the chains about your neck. Honor father and mother. A command with blessing. Are there any mothers or fathers that need to fall in line today? Embrace the standard of the Lord. Are there any mothers or fathers that need to see things differently today? C.S. Lewis said these words. Children are not a distraction from more important work. Listen, we need to hear this. Children are not a distraction from more important work, they are the most important work. Jesus said, Bring the little children, <laughs> get a heart for them. Children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. Homemaking is surely in reality the most important job in the world. What do ships, railways, mines, cars, government, etc. exist for? Except that people may be fed, warmed, and safe in their own homes. The homemaker's job is one for which all others exist. What an important role. What a calling. Any mothers in the house waiting on a calling, trying to figure it out, what's my calling? Well, you've received the most important work this commissioning of the Lord, to raise godly seed, to see a generation rise full of the power of God, full of the Spirit of God, a generation that stands for truth, that does not bend or break in these times. has received proper wisdom and instruction, that they are not tossed to and fro, that they don't crack. And I know there are many situations, and there's no doubt that some hearts are heavy today. Mothers, fathers, continue to pray. God answers prayer. Prayer is powerful. You never know the day the prodigal is going to wake up and come to his senses and say, I'll rise and go to my father. You never know the moment. Don't give up. You say, well, I see my prayers answered. Well, I see my prayers answered in my time, in my lifetime. I can't guarantee that. But I know that God is faithful and he answers prayers and He He cherishes the prayers of mothers and fathers. And it might just be that your prayers are answered when you're gone. Hold the line. Keep the faith. Do not eat the bread of idleness. Be the godly example that Scripture has called you to be. Be an example of one that believes, one that endures, one that has faith. Teach your children without faith it is impossible to please God. Be the example. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some, but so much more. As you see the day approaching, gather. Be the example. Be the example of a prayer warrior. That your children. Know the power of prayer. And know that they have a praying mother, a praying father. Any spiritual fathers and mothers in the house? Hold the line. Keep the faith. Fathers and mothers in the house, worship the Lord. Worship him the way the Bible instructs. The nine expressions of praise and worship. Cast off the fear of man. Break the pride. Be the godly example. According to the standard of Scripture, I know my father my mother is one who gets into the house and lifts up holy hands, sings songs with the saints, shouts the praises of the Lord, dances upon injustice and dances for joy in the Lord's house. I know my father and mother for being consistent other venues other environments loud as can be get in the house of the Lord quiet as a church mouse it's a day to let go you know There is so much at stake. So much at stake. When you have your children in your home, you only have so many years, you only have so much time. I feel the weight of it. I understand the responsibility under God. I cannot afford to mess around in those years because it may cost the kingdom, my son, or my daughter. That's how serious this is. You don't show them the example, and then when they're an adult, you go to them and say, what's wrong with you? And they're like, what was wrong with you all those years? And we're just hoping, and we're hoping, and we're praying, and God's merciful, God's so kind. He's so kind. But you know, he is a God of principle for a reason. Because he knows that principle works. Let me read Psalm 115 over the house today as we close. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory. Because of your mercy, because of your truth, Why should the Gentiles say, so where is their God? But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. They have hands, but they do not handle. Feet they have, but they do not walk nor do they mutter through their throat. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Put your name there today. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. The dead do not praise the Lord nor any who go down into silence but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore praise the Lord let's stand today in his house let's stand in his house let's just begin to lift him up just begin to lift up the Lord if we need to fall in line today if we hear the Spirit just calling us to increase calling us to refocus calling us to see things differently today, to hold the line in our generation. It's a day to accept the call of the Lord and say, God, I hear you loud and clear. It's a day for change. I know what's at stake. I gotta be the example. I gotta hold the line. And make it your prayer and the cry you are today that no matter what happens, no matter what comes, No matter what those on the right or the left or in front or behind decide to do, you declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, we will serve the Lord.